Love the British monarchy? You've come to the right place. Welcome to the To Die For Daily podcast with Kinsey Schofield. Take it away, Kinsey. Hi, guys. Kinsey Schofield here with the To Die For Daily podcast. And do I have a treat for you? Gareth Russell, I'm reading through Spare right now. Um, So many inconsistencies. First of all, the timeline of their relationship. He says his mother got him an Xbox. She bought him a PlayStation. But what I mean, it's completely staggering to me is this story about the queen mother passing. You are the author of do let's have another drink. Um, you ha- and I have talked extensively about the queen mother. You are my go-to. Can you explain what, what the, the book says and what the reality is? And, and, and as an author, Gareth, can you please tell me how something like this happens? Um, well, in reverse order, uh, I don't know because uh, this is my nightmare. If I was, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes I have nightmares about my index being wrong, um, and that's probably that's a that's a whole other story, Kinsey, and that's for a whole other, um, more probing and personal episode. But so one of the the most um. Uh, jarring and odd things he says in the book is about the Queen Mother. And I mean, so what I will say is, I mean, we and I have spoken before. I, a few years ago, wrote a book on the Titanic. And one of the things that struck me that was really interesting there, Kinsey, is that some of the survivors' testimonies contain things that we now know were impossible to be true. And there are details that are surprising. I haven't seen it so much in modern memoirs, but in Spare, Prince Harry goes into quite a lot of detail about where he was when he found out his great-grandmother, Queen Elizabeth, the Queen Mother, died. He says he was at school at Eton in England, and he was asked to come and take a phone call, but he was standing by a window. That he remembers it being a beautiful, clear, gorgeous spring day. He goes into this detail in the book. And that a courtier's voice, he says, I can't remember who it was. I wish I could, but I remember them saying, your Royal Highness, the Queen Mother has died. And the problem with that is that Prince Harry wasn't in England. He gets the, he was in Switzerland. He was skiing. He gets the country wrong where he was. That phone call never happened. He was with his father, Prince Charles, and his brother, Prince William, on a ski, on an Easter skiing holiday. The Queen Mother died at Easter. And so it's a really jarring moment because the memory is very specific and it's very detailed and it's also impossible. And that's not to say that these kind of mistakes don't happen in memoirs. I've actually, I mean, you know, as I say, I've I've read Titanic survivors who remember getting on at the wrong port. But but this is this creates a difficulty for the memoir, Kinsey, because it's so detailed. What he remembers the the window. The sun, it's the sunlight through the window and the sound, the tone of the, the courtier's voice and to, to, to have been hundreds of miles away doing a completely different activity. You know, he says he was studying in England and he was skiing in Switzerland when it happened. And that's not, a, it's also, by the way, it's not a niche fact. It was very well known that they were in uh, Switzerland at the time because there was a press call. Right. That there was a photograph there was there was a sort of like a, a they it was still at the stage after Princess Diana's death where the household around the Prince of Wales the then Prince of Wales and his two sons they did press calls as a sort of trade off so that the the press would get quasi public photographs of Prince Charles Prince William and Prince Harry and in return they would leave William and Harry alone 
in private that was the deal however imperfectly we now know that it was impl- it was applied right but there are hundreds of photographs of him in switzerland and it's actually a very well-known or at least a well-known piece of public record that prince charles was upset that he wasn't at his grandmother's side prince harry's spoken recently to tom bradby i think about just how close you know he says you know he, he called the queen mother gangan and he said that um, you know, Gangan was so close to my father. He ta- he talked about that in the Tom Bradby interview, and it's true. You know, the Queen Mother, in many ways, was almost like her grandson's surrogate mother. She looked after Prince Charles when Queen Elizabeth II and Prince Philip were away on all those long tours in the nineteen fifties. He actually was staying with her when her husband, the King, died, and he was one of the first people. He was a little boy, you know, Prince Charles, when uh, one of the first people that she told that is that. Uh, his mother was now queen. So it's a very, very close relationship. And so it's it, it's interesting how you could misremember that, how right. you could misremember that you were with your, you know, Harry remembers hearing it on his own in school in England when he was with his father, with his brother in Switzerland. It's a, it's a very um, discordant memory. And just... When you were talking about that photo call, you know, as somebody that creates content around the family, I mean, I even think about social social media content, you know, when you're looking for something to post, I've done this a lot with Diana, I'll say, okay, today is January 10th, I'm just going to type January 10th into Google with Princess Diana's name, and see what photos come up, because and then I can be like, on this day in history, Diana showed up at this hospital and worked with, you know, ill children, you know, so it's, it's amazing to me that somebody didn't think, I better, I'm just going to check on that really quick and, and type this date into Google with the name Prince Harry. Yeah. I mean, there are literally photos of this guy skiing. Right. There are hundreds. Uh, yeah. it's, it's crazy. And I, yeah, I think there are dozens online. There will have been hundreds taken. And, um, and the other interesting thing is that the Queen Mother's death was not a small farewell. I mean, he talks a little bit more about the funeral, but the thing that really stands out, and I was, I was—I don't think I'm wrong when I say this, but the Queen Mother's was probably the biggest funeral in the world for 20 years between 2002 and 2022. I'm struggling to think of a funeral that happened in those 20 years that was on a similar scale. Obviously, Diana's was five years before her. But Diana's I, was also I, like it, almost built around hers because that was the only plan that was in I place was, at the time. Absolutely. Operation Tay Bridge was the code name for the queen mother's funeral and it had been rehearsed and practiced for decades and so when when princess diana of course famously and very tragically died so young there was nothing prepared so they had to scramble and basically use the facsimile for the queen mother's funeral and what they did was they substituted out charities and organizations that the queen mother had patronized and got representatives of all the many brilliant charities that diana princess of wales uh, patronized and there, and there were changes made to the the, the guest list but how the, that funeral moved and how it was choreographed, they used the Queen Mother's facsimile for her funeral. So I, so I'm, I, you know, Prince Harry does say in the book that it brought back a lot of memories, which I, I, I think, you know, first of all, of course it will. I think it was for probably the first big funeral him and William attended, uh, you know, since their mothers. And but, and as you say, it was so similar in physical layout. I'm sure it did bring back memories. 
But the Queen Mother's funeral was an enormous event. Her death was very significant, as, as Harry has said to Bradby. His father was really close to his grandmother. He absolutely adored her. Actually, recently, about three weeks or four weeks before he became king, he he was caught on camera. Um, then Prince Charles saying he still misses his grandmother every day. Right. You know, it was a very very close relationship, and so I I I I just struggle to see both how an event of that political and cultural significance could not be easily fact-checked and how the details that went into the book were that wrong. That to me is, is, it's also from a PR perspective, right? it, yes. it, it will not be spare any favours. Um, I want to ask you this really quickly too. I don't know if you've seen sure. this part of the book, but uh, Harry says that Princess Margaret didn't have much of an opinion on him. And he said he felt nothing for his his great aunt really as well, which I thought kind of sounds cold. Um, he talked about how they had so much in common. They were both spares. Um, he kind of mentions sure. his or their relationship, Princess Margaret's with Queen Elizabeth's. And he says it's not exactly like him and Prince William's, but they were very close. Um, I don't know. Did did you get the sense that Princess Margaret wasn't fond of Prince Harry? Because I mean, that's kind of what he's alluding to. I mean, Princess Margaret was a tough cookie, Kinsey, and she really turned against Diana quite a lot. But one of the things I found out when I was writing my biography of the Queen Mother is that as much as Princess Margaret really came to dislike Diana, they had gotten on very well in the 1980s. They didn't in the 1990s. But one of the quotes I, I came across in my research was that Princess Margaret really particularly felt for Harry when his wow. mother died. She said, she said, you know, it's it's so awful, but particularly for poor Harry, uh, because his birthday was quite close. And so I, I I think Princess, I mean, you know, look, how many people are really, really close to their great aunt anyway? Right. Um but I think um, you know, I I I did not get the impression that she didn't like like, um, you know, she could be fairly intimidating. I think we, you know, that uh, it's very possible that a child, you know, and bear in mind Prince Harry's having those memories from a child or an early teenager, he might have misinterpreted it. But all I can say for certain is that when his mother died, Princess Margaret in particular felt very, very sorry for him. Okay, yeah, because he does he does say that he wishes that they were closer and kind, you know, he gets into the, the competition aspect of Princess Margaret and Queen Elizabeth, yeah. although I don't know if I, you know, I don't know I don't if they're even remotely that. comparable considering uh, how angry see, Prince Harry sounds. I don't believe that Margaret and Elizabeth had as much of a sense of competition and the air and the spare syndrome as, as you know, and look, as many people make out to be. I would say, you know, the crime has really made a major plot line out of that. And, you know, it's a drama. It has every right to do that. Margaret's been played by three absolutely phenomenal actresses over the course of, of the five seasons and counting. But I think it has really embedded this idea that Margaret was the sacrificial spare. And I don't think Margaret would have seen herself like that. I think Margaret was fairly strongly against self-pity. 
Mm-hmm. In fact, I, that's one of the things that people I interviewed who had known her, that was one of the recurring things. Margaret did not feel sorry for herself and Margaret did not feel hard done by or heartbroken by life. There were difficulties in her life. She felt there were difficulties in her life as there are difficulties in anyone's. But I don't think I would necessarily buy into the idea that there was an antagonistic relationship between Margaret and Elizabeth. I don't think that that is how either sister characterized it from the records that we have and just um to wrap up because it is midnight for you you are such a stallion thank you so much for your time (laughs) just to wrap up you know this is harry's first book we expect more Uh, we i believe it's a four book deal um does this put any questions on his credibility when when mistakes like this happen and and typically when mistakes like this happen who's to who gets the it's not who's to blame it's it's who gets the blame is anyone going to get a slap on their hand for a mistake like this i would imagine somebody will or a few people will this is a big thing to have gone through as many rounds of um editorials as i would assume a book of this magnitude would right uh, I, I, it's a surprising thing to to have missed. It certainly does, of course, draw into um, question some of the other very specific things that he remembers. It could also, quite unfortunately, be used to detract from points about media intrusion, where he, where he does have a point, yeah. where he does have a valid point that it could be listened to. Uh, but also, you know, as you say, it's his first book. Every author is on a is on a learning curve, and so maybe it hopefully it will lead to more thorough fact checking in the future. You know, I mean, it, it's a it. I'm sure the recollections may vary. Joke will run for a very long time about the account of the Queen Mother's death, but I would say that hopefully, going forward, there's a more thorough um, fact-checking process. But yes, I would say, Kinsey, my gut is that there will be a there will be a discussion about why wasn't something that was this easily checked, like the, like where he was when the Queen Mother died, why wasn't that checked? Because as, you, as we've said, it, it's a matter of very clear and easily accessible public record. All right. Well, um, how can people keep in contact with you, Gareth? I mean, you're basically, we're basically glued to each other. So if you're looking for yes, Kinsey, you're probably going to find really. Gareth. <laughs> <laughs> just um, fine Kenzie I'm probably I'm probably I'm probably ordering a latte around the corner um you can find me on Instagram uh or on Facebook on my author's page and also um, I'm about to start the fourth season of my podcast a uh, single malt history with Gareth Russell which I'm really excited to start with and we do have a great first episode about a royal family helping to cover up a love child which we've talked about on this podcast. And so I know yeah. my audience is excited about that because it's an incredible story. Just phenomenal. All right. Just I love you. Phenomenal. And I cannot wait to see you at the coronation. Uh, all my love and you too. God bless. Bye. Thank you for listening to the To Die For Daily Podcast with Kinsey Schofield. Please subscribe to hear more from your favorite royal commentators. Cheers. <laughs>